Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Ruthless ST Radio podcast program. I am the Ruthless ST, Nick Bernal, and man, it's been a long time, but you know what? It's time that we get back to racing, and, you know, we, we do everything that we know how to do. You know, the lockdown's ending-ish, sort of. Uh, so, let's get into it. So, yes, uh, as I said before, it is back to business as usual for the Burnout Family Motorsports Racing Team. Well, for the most part, that is. Uh, we completed an event uh, the weekend before July 4th, so it was the last weekend of June, and that was our first event of the year, unfortunately. I wish it wasn't, but, eh, all things gotta start eventually, and that's when it happened to start. So, uh, it was the Drive Auto X Series uh, autocross event down at Trader's World, and the first Drive Auto X event that we had done uh, was back last year, I believe it was also at the end of June, uh, was out at Grissom, and and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but it was at Grissom uh, Joint Air Reserve Base, I think is what the technical name of it is called now. And we co-drove my car last year, uh, the Ruthless ST, and we really liked that event, and we liked it because uh, we didn't have to shag cones. Uh, for those of you that are kind of new to autocross, uh, a typical SCCA event, uh, half the day you drive, and then the other half you shag cones for the other half that's driving. Uh, you don't have to do that at these events. They're they're a little more uh, on the pricey side. Uh, it was $125 last year per event, and it went up to $150 per entrant this year. Not horrible, considering we got last year uh, 12 or 13 runs apiece over two days, and we actually got more runs this year because of how it was ran. And I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, so, the weapon of choice we took this year, uh, because my car, as, as most of my listeners know, is unfortunately uh, down for the count right now. Uh, I'm not going to get into that on this episode because I don't want to talk about it because it's not over yet. So we'll, we'll come back to that at a later date as well. So the the weapon of choice that we used uh, was Tweety. And for those of you that don't know what Tweety is, Tweety is a 2003 Corvette Z06 in yellow, hence the name Tweety. Um, kind of done up. Uh, it was a new setup this year. So that's Dad's race car normally that he single drives, and, and we do car swap on occasion, and, and we co-drive on occasion. Not very often, though, because that car, unlike my car, which is fairly easy to keep cool, uh, the, the as most of you guys know, uh, the, the stock cooling system in a C5Z uh, is, is not great. So when you when you co-drive that particular vehicle, uh, the, the tires get hot and they can't cool back down, uh, the brakes fade, and, and the, the oil temp just shoots way up to where where we don't like running it uh, beyond normal temps. So that's what we ran, uh, and this year we are trying something different. So last year and the year before, uh, we have we had, um, it was a stock damper setup, but the dampers themselves were tuned by uh, AWE and were tuned by Johnny O'Connell. 
and Johnny O'Connell is a is one of the most winningest. Uh, he's he's a very well known uh, Corvette racing driver. He drove the C5R, the C6R. Uh, he might have done a start or two in the C7R in the early days. Um, but that's that's uh, the the car we ran. So we had we have the instead of the Johnny O'Connell dampers this year, we have uh, Coney. They're called Coney Yellow. So they're the Coney Sport uh, adjustable, uh, single adjustable damper. So it has rebound adjusting uh, on all four corners. Uh, we did also have the Johnny O'Connell sway bar, so we swapped that out for the uh, Sam Strano adjustable sway bar. And then we had, so both of us ran uh, on both of our cars. We ran as far as, as race tires go. We ran the Falcon Azenus. Uh, RT 615K plus, and uh, at the end of last year we had had both of our sets for I believe two years, two and a half years maybe, and they were I mean both sets were were shot, they were gone. So he upgraded to uh, Yokohama AO 52s, uh, and those of you that are familiar in the autocross circle, uh, they say 200 treadware on them. But they stick more like an 80, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and I upgraded to, on my car, which I haven't been able to run yet, uh, I ran, uh, I upgraded to uh, Bridgestone RE71Rs. But anyway, so back to, back to the Drive Auto X event. So, this one was a little different because there were... I mean, obviously, you know, we're Ohio specifically is still on the the way out of the of COVID, so there are still various requirements for being at businesses and being in public. So we had our masks, um, but we only wore them when necessary, which, quite frankly, wasn't very often. Um, typically. And I know it's like this in most states. Uh, typically, they uh, require masks when social distancing is not able to be uh, done successfully. Um, so at least that's what they recommend. Uh, but we didn't have any problems uh, with social distancing in the grid or the paddock. Um, mainly because, you know, we're not part of any cliques or anything as far as social circles go. Uh, I, I know most of the people most of the Ohio people that were there, so I was able to kind of talk to them, but he doesn't really socialize, so we, we, we just kind of kept to ourselves and, and, you know, sanitized religiously, and, and it was great. However, on the flip side of that, um, all during tech, uh, for example, uh, all of the event organizers wore masks. Uh, they had us do an online waiver uh, to cut down on... Uh, being at check-in for a prolonged period of time, uh, just things like that. But honestly, you know, the, those things, I hope they stay around because they actually make the event itself and the check-in process and that kind of thing flow a lot better and easier. Uh, and I just I just think the, the e-waivers, I'm surprised people haven't been doing those already anyhow. Um, so that was that was kind of the 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 start and end to our covid public experience um you know obviously at traders world um masks were not required but they were recommended so 
typically I only wore my mask going into a crowded area, so typically the only time I wore my mask was getting lunch, for example. Um, other than that, you know, I wear my mask uh, at my job nine hours a day, so uh, I, I tend to have the belief of if I don't need it, I'm not wearing it. So, um, the cool thing about these auto drive auto X events too is it's it's basically a national event. You're gonna see people from all over the Eastern Seaboard. Typically, uh, there were people up from Florida, uh, across Tennessee, places like that. So, you know, that being said, uh, there were a lot of different cars that showed up. Um, everything from GT350R Mustangs to there was one of those uh, to the there was a Golf GTI uh, there's a Focus RS uh, just to name a few the most notable one though uh, was there was a C8 Corvette there one of the brand new ones and it wasn't driven by just anybody either it was driven by Danny Pop and Danny Pop if you are familiar in the autocross circles, the Corvette circles, anything like that, you will know who Danny Pop is. Danny Pop is probably the second best driver on the eastern seaboard, maybe potentially better even than Sam Strano. Um, so, and it was really cool because on that Saturday, so, so the way that the event works is like this. So on Friday, you have the option to go... To go walk the track, check in, uh, get your required graphics. There are a couple things that are required, and we'll go into that in a second. Um, and just, you know, get the general lay of the land. Um, if you have a trailer, you could have dropped it off. Uh, we drove the vehicle, we drove the, the car, and we had our truck, which had all of our support gear in it. So it had the tires, uh, our drinks the quick jacks so we could change the tires, which we had to use the quick jacks more times than I would have liked, but again, we'll go into that in a second. Um, but it had all of our support gear in it, all of our clothes for two days. Uh, we stayed at a friend of mine's house uh, about ten minutes away or so. Thank you, Connor, again. Um, and uh, so, so I drove that, and he drove the Corvette, and it was a great system. Uh, we do have some logistics to work out in the future. Uh, typically, typically when we do these long-range autocross events, we take my car. Uh, because we can just put everything in the back of it and just go. Um, well, unfortunately with the Corvette, we can't do that. <laughs> so, and I don't think with my new car we're going to be able to do that either. So we're going to have to come up with sort of a logistics solution that will, will suffice. So this event was not only a shakedown for our long range uh, our long range logistics plan, excuse me, but it was also a shakedown event for the car. Like I said earlier, we had a completely new setup on the car uh, with the sh adjustable shocks or well dampers. Uh, I'm sure I'll be corrected. Um, the adjustable sway bar and the new tires. So it was all brand new. And and I've told him this before. The best way to start one of these projects is to change one thing at a time. Well, we, we made the same mistake the last time we did this. We changed tires, uh, sway bar, and dampers the last time, and lo and behold, sure enough, we did the same exact thing this time. We changed tires, we changed dampers, and we changed the sway bar again. So the sway bar, 
I believe was in full soft. I could be wrong. Uh, I also could be right. Uh, but the, we didn't move the sway bar at all the whole event. Uh, we found that was that was pretty sufficient. Uh, lateral grip was grip period was fantastic with the with the AO 52s, and we'll kind of get into that in a minute too because the weather did play a role in, in how this event uh, was not only was ran but how it was um, how it played into uh, the the times and that kind of thing. Um, and so the only adjustment that we had made, uh, we, we, when we started on Saturday, and for all of Saturday actually, we left the dampers in the, in the mill. So not, not full soft and not full hard. And we were talking to a couple different guys, and they said, uh, well, you're not transfer, and, and we felt this too. We weren't transferring enough weight to the front, so the way that, the way that uh, you know cars get their grip uh, in, in corners is when you mash on the brakes and start to slow the car down, uh, the weight will transfer off of the back wheels and onto the front wheels. And when that occurs, that then allows the front wheels to grip when you turn, and it will allow the car to turn. Uh, if you don't have proper weight transfer, for example, say uh, the, the fronts were full hard, for example, um, you wouldn't have that proper weight transfer, so you wouldn't be able to get on the gas as quick or at all, and if you did, you would end up in a nice big power slide, which is no fun at all. Well, it is, but only if you can save it, and we'll get into that in a minute, too. Uh, so, the only adjustment we had made was we took the fronts down to full soft to see if there was a difference, to see if we could see anything, and of course, on Sunday we were in the wet, and there was a little time on Saturday we were in, we were in the wet too. So stay tuned because we don't have conclusive proof on that yet. It's coming. Um, so the other the other factor that we messed with was tire pressures. Uh, you know that's the easiest thing that you can change. And typically you start at a vet at a certain pressure. Uh, in this case, I think it was. I think it was 36 in the back and 34-ish in the front. Maybe it was 36 all around. I'm not sure on that. Uh, but we, those AO52s, they they didn't really get warm on Saturday. There really wasn't any sun for them to get warm. So they would come back uh, from a run, and you could still touch them. And they were just, they were like almost ice cold. So we would drain air, drain air, drain air, drain air, drain air, trying to get it to roll all the way over onto the edge of the tread, and it just wouldn't do it. it just wouldn't do it at all. So, so we're still working, we're still working that kink out too. Uh, and we're gonna start. Uh, one of the things we're gonna talk about here in the next few weeks is we are going to go into a. Uh, well, we'll announce that later. Um, so. Performance versus expectations, right? So this was a shakedown event. It wasn't anything too special. Um, but, you know, we, we're up against the fast guys. So we we kind of already knew we were going to get buried. And buried we were. We ended up getting buried uh, to the <laughs> pretty much the mid-teens out of 20, I think 25 people started on Saturday. And I was... 
approximately two seconds behind my dad. And that's usually what our spread is when I drive that car. Usually I'm, I'm two, sometimes three seconds behind him. Usually. Uh, there, there's sometimes a fluke where I go faster, but it doesn't happen very often. Much at all. So, we kind of already knew that it wasn't going to go great. <laughs> but again, you know, we, we do the Drive Auto X series for seat time, seat time, seat time. So the way that the the way that the series is supposed to work is that they're supposed to there's I think uh, four or five different classes. I think there's five. There might even be six. And they split them up based on how many people register for each class so that each run group made up of one or multiple classes has roughly the same amount of people in it. And they have three different run groups then and two different grids. And what I mean by grid is there's the paddock, which is where your truck, your trailer, uh, all your stuff is and then there's the grid so you know you think think about what's on an f1 grid for example a formula one grid the car some necessities and your helmet and that kind of stuff so we have typically when we go to the grid we take we do have a water sprayer um so when it gets hot we will spray down the tires to keep them cool uh and the inner well not the inner cooler but the the radiator that kind of thing uh, we have our air tank in case we need to add air. We have our air gauge so that we know how much air and if we need to drain air in this, which was the case uh, from our tires. And then we also had, uh, we have a cooler that has some drinks in it. And that's about it. And our helmets and us. And that's all, that's typically all we need. All we need on a nice grid. So basically it's, for autocross, because it's single car runs, there's one lane that, that is just two driver cars. So for the entire event, there was, I think, three or four uh, two driver cars. So they're in their own lane, along with us. And then everybody else just lines up wherever they want to line up, and that's how it goes. Because of the weather threat for this event... That's how it was ran. Uh, everybody was one big run group, and we all just went to town to try and get everybody dry runs. Because once once it starts raining, the times will just plummet because it's wet, so there's not as much grip. And at that point, there, there's no there's no point. There's no point in wasting runs on tires, wear and tear, that kind of thing. So that's how it was ran, and it, it was ran great because we we don't typically like the uh, the, the way a weekly event is ran when we co-drive for that exact reason. We can't let the car cool down. So we kind of had our doubts going in, but when it was executed, it was great because we still had plenty of time to let the car cool off, let us cool off, more importantly. And it was great because I had uh, my Garmin, or not my Garmin, my DJI Osmo Action, so I got almost every run. And the thing about Trader's World is nice. It's it's sealed blacktop, but there's still cracks in it, and the cracks that are in it are pretty big, so they add character. So remember earlier I mentioned about power slides. So 
some people, uh, both my dad and myself included, uh, there there was a particular uh, feature where you would it's a long sweeping turn to the finish, and you're you're power on all through that. Well, because our dampers were set so stiff, um, as as you would power through this this sweeper. Uh, you would hit a couple cracks, and it would it would cause the car to to stutter a little bit. So both Dad and I both, uh, as we came across the finish, the car would get upset by one of these bumps, and we would simply just lose it as we came across the finish. We came across the finish straight, and by the time we went to go get on the brakes to come to a controlled kind of walking pace to to head back into grid. Uh, we were instead looking at the wrong direction of the track. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, just something a little different. Um, but one of the coolest parts of this event, and COVID kind of ruins this, is they let you ride in other people's cars as people are driving. So actually on Saturday... Uh, I actually got to ride with the master himself, the fastest guy of the day, Danny Pop, in that C8. And, you know, you don't necessarily think that a mid-engine, well, you do, but not in the, not necessarily in this case. You don't necessarily think a mid-engine uh, supercar-like car, uh, I'll lump supercars into this because we don't typically see them, would be good at an autocross. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. <laughs> now, granted, Danny is a fantastic driver. Uh, one of the best. But the way that the Corvette, the new Corvette, just handles uh, tight turns. long there, there was a long straightaway feature of this course. And, and I'll have videos on, on Facebook, and I'll probably put a couple out on YouTube as well. Um, but there was just so... The way that this car went through this course was just so great. It, it was tidy. It was clean. Uh, it, it it was composed, dare I say. Uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, it makes me kind of want a C8 now, except I can't afford one. <laughs> so that that's kind of how that event went. And was it a good learning experience? Yes. Did we have fun? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's one of the things I love doing with my dad. And I wouldn't want to do much else with my dad. Um, that is that is kind of our hobby, and and you know to share that with him for as often as I can. That's why I do that. You know that that's why him and I race. That's one of the things we like to do. Uh, so was it a learning experience? Yes. Uh, we learned a lot about the car. We still have way more to learn about the car, or rather he does, because he drives it more often than I do. Um, but it was a great first step. You know, you always got to start somewhere, and that's that's kind of what I told him. He he wasn't necessarily happy with his times, but I'm like, you know, you got to start somewhere with it. And, and because you, like, change so much at one time, you really got to start somewhere. So to be kind of in the ballpark was good um we weren't that far off 
And I and I think with a couple tweaks, I think we can get there. So be stay tuned because the future after action reports of these events might tell a different story here fairly soon. Maybe. Maybe not. But maybe. So as for me, you know, the fact that I wasn't able to bring my own car was kind of a bummer. Um, around the circumstances around that, which was even more of a bummer. Um, but that's kind of water under the bridge, and, and we'll get there. That's another future episode in, in and of itself. Um, but I always have fun racing, you know. Racing always puts a smile on my face. It's why I like introducing people to it, you know, because... King's Island is requiring masks, and <laughs> I don't know about a lot of you guys, but for me, an autocross run is a good enough roller coaster for me. I still have to put a harness on, and it still goes bloody fast, in retrospect. So, that was kind of that event, and how that went. It was kind of a scatterbrained event, and it was kind of scatterbrained thoughts there, so it kind of suits. So, what's next for the podcast? I know I haven't done this in a while. Uh, and, there, and like I said, there's a there's a reason for that that I can't necessarily get into right now. But, what's next? Um, as far as future plans go, we are going to start... Uh, that That is still a thing. We are going to start a series for those that maybe haven't ever done an autocross before. Maybe want to know what the flow of an event might be. Uh, so we're, we're going to do that. That's going to be a multi-part series. That way we can go into plenty detail on, on how that would work. Um, the, first, uh, the first episode is going to be a little bit of a broad intro, and we're going to dive into uh, classing because there are, depending on uh, the sanctioning body you choose, uh, there's a few different ones. There's independent, which is, you know, that's kind of a free-for-all. There's events like this Drive Auto X series, uh, which is a little bit of a free-for-all with some classing. Well, the classing does make sense, but there are loopholes, and, and we'll go into that. Then there's SCCA, which, as most of you probably know, the rule book is about mm, three or 300-ish pages long. There's a reason for that, but we'll go into that. And then there's NASA, which is, ugh, there, there's NASA. We'll leave it at that. So we'll go into classing. We'll go into kind of the general flow of an event. And that, again, is going to depend on region. But generally, they all flow about the same. And we'll go into goal setting. Uh, you want to set goals for each event. You want to try and, uh, you know, set a time goal, set two goals for yourself, that kind of thing. We'll talk about maybe how to, maybe some basic car setup, some good, you know, tire suggestions, suspension suggestions. And for, for those of you that are listening, please send me an email, burnoutfamilymotorsports at gmail.com. Tell me what kind of car you're going to run, and I'll kind of maybe give you an idea. I may not know exactly but maybe I'll give you an idea on, on or a second opinion on maybe what you should do for car setup, uh, tire pressures, that kind of thing, based on my knowledge. And my knowledge is front-wheel drive, 
uh, G Street, a little bit of A Street in SCCA, because uh, I do drive the Corvette on occasion. Uh -huh, but I do know a little bit about car setup. I, I had to experiment with that myself. So I know a little bit about air pressures. Um, not too much about suspension, but I know how to play with some air pressures, maybe get the reaction you want. So we'll kind of go into that, and we'll, that'll be a, I don't know, a three or four part series. Uh, I think here in the not too distant future, uh, David Land is going to come back on the show now that racing has resumed. So now there's racing topics to talk about again. So we'll go into that. Uh, we'll go into the car saga when that's all said and done. I want to wait till that's said and done first. Um, but by this time, all I'm going to say on that is by this time next year, uh, heck, it may even be before the driving season ends this year, I will be in a new car, one way or another. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that for various reasons. Uh, and, and that's kind of where we're going to go from here. Uh, I'm excited to get back into it. I hope you guys are excited to come along for the ride. And we'll, we'll all have fun together, one way or another. Uh, this has been the Ruthless ST Radio Podcast, Episode 5. And we will see you next time.